Because I never quite known if we're doing it or not, because I stuck no. it at the start, but that was good. Yeah, it's very melodious. Thank you for that. I really appreciate <laughs> that we did that. Um, welcome to the Poltercast. Yes, welcome. That's Tiffany. That's Hamish, as well, far as I know. I was Hamish, but now I am... Hamish. Emily. <gasps> she's back. And this time she's breeding mad. Oh, sorry. There's a... <laughs> Wait, come again? <laughs> she's breeding <laughs> that's the didn't know ghosts could do that I swear that's the slogan for gremlins too but they're breeding but they don't breed they're breeding they're... Anyway. No, they, they, they just kind of like, like not expand what's the word uh, multiply multiply yeah I can't remember what the catchphrase splice is. no that's no. nothing separate um, listeners, Mitosis. please. <laughs> listeners, please inform us of the correct term for when gremlins <laughs> reproduce. Um, it's very important to us. Um, it is important to us because gremlins is a well, gremlins one is a is a classic. It's a classic. It's also Christmas. Song. Yeah, that is probably my favorite Christmas. I know Christmas was a very long time ago for yeah. all of our listeners, but I'm still doing my stupid ghost of Christmas whatever <laughs> trifecta. So you got to. Keep Christmas in your hearts. Maybe save this one for next year. Yeah. Or <laughs> this year. Or this year. Next Christmas. Next Christmas. You gave me your ghost. The, the missing heart ghost <gasps> oh my God. from the fire. It all club. comes back. That's, it all that's comes where they back got the ghost. That was what the inspiration was really from. We just thought that it was metaphor, mm. but really, it was about giving someone your heart. About giving you a literal heart. Mm. Um, what have you been up to? Um, Christmassy thing. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. This is definitely January now. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're we're well into twenty eighteen. Yeah. No, but as I was talking off air, mm-hmm. I've been playing Pokemon Ultra Moon. I've been playing Pokemon Ultra Moon as well. Everyone mm-hmm. I know got Ultra Moon. I think just because everyone. Likes to be edge lords who like the moon. <laughs> well, I got sun oh, originally. See, I got moon originally, but I liked loon, 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 loony, loo, 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 loony, loony. Just, just su- moon is so much more me. I know. I only got sun because Lydia had a strop <laughs> <laughs> that she wanted sun, a moon, um, because she liked Sailor Moon, and that um. uh, we had swapped Pokemon. Um, mm. But yeah. But now yeah. everyone I know has moon. And then I got Ultra Moon because I didn't... I don't know. I didn't know which one you were supposed to get if you got the first one. <laughs> well, normally I get the opposite one, but I this time I was just like, you know what? I'm going to stick with what? what I like. I'll so do how, what I want. How have you been finding it? Um, I'm enjoying it. I've not, like... I think I finished the originals quite quickly. But this time... I mean, I think maybe I'm just busier. But it's taken me 
longer. I've just got to where um you go in that canyon after Lily's oh. leveled up her the, into her Z form. The Nightmare Canyon. Yeah. Um. So that's what, but I think like this game's a lot tougher. Yeah, I in a good way. I think objectively, it's better. Yeah. Feels more full and yeah. Um, there's a lot more going on. I do like the crazy, uh, meat more. Oh people. yeah, 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 yeah. The meat more people. <laughs> what are they called? The ultra recon. Mork and Mindy. Yeah. Um, I like the man, the surfing. Oh, I, I'm, I've been done that like once, and I wasn't very good, so I. I don't understand it. I, didn't, I enjoyed it. it oh no, I'm, no, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying that my personally, I'm not very good at the surfing, so I Why? envy your ability to enjoy it. <laughs> my ability to enjoy it, not my ability. Yeah, well, I, I can't judge on how good you are. I um, but it's nice. It's something different in a Pokemon game. Um, yeah, I, I get. It. I have a, I have a theory that this, uh, the reason why this is so similar to the other ones is that. The next game they're making is the Switch one, so they have to yeah. get all the main crew on that. Yeah. It'll probably take a while to get out. Um, but what the main thing we discussed was Ghost Pokemon. Yes. Ghost Pokemon are an interesting category because they have the most nightmarish Pokedex descriptions. <laughs> I mean, actually, quite a lot of them are nightmarish now. Yeah. Fire Pokemon always like it that burns. burning things at billion degrees. Yeah. Can melt your face off. I do think the Pokedex is definitely written by child- children. Yeah. Because that's what kind of happens. Mm. I always like fill out this Pokedex and we're like, My Charizard burns with the power of five suns! And we're like, alright, okay. Sure can. Sure can. <laughs> uh, sure, Joey. It's top percentage of Rattata. Um, <laughs> but, but what's your favourite ghost Pokemon? It's... Probably Mischievous or Miss Majors. Ooh. Yeah. It's kind of witchy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I just like the whole look of it. Like it's really good, like the color scheme mm-hmm. and thing. Like, I had one in um, Moon, and that was really good. And but this time, because I'm trying to mix things up a bit, so I've not got one. But I think I can. Even, I've not even found one in game. So my current team, mm-hmm. I'm going for like I don't want all ghosts because then I'd have type weaknesses, and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So I've tried. I mean, I still do have type weaknesses, but it's a bit more varied. So I have an Arbok, mm-hmm. um, a Mawile, which is like, um, it's, it's fairy slash steel type, isn't it? But it looks quite creepy. Oh, yes, that. It's got the head on the back, because it's based on the Japanese Yukiyono, is it? No, that's the, that's the snow ghost. What's the... I called Japanese... mine Audrey too. <laughs> it has a big mouth. <laughs> What's the name of the Japanese... Ghost ladies have the head on the, the mouth and the back of their heads. I don't know the name of oh. Japanese ghosts so well. I'm sorry. Oh. Well, you disappoint me. As a as a co-ghost of a ghost podcast, it's a bit shameful, I know. Um, I have a Decidueye. Oh, that's another mm. ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Alolan Marowak. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a ghost or dark? Or... It's ghost fire. So the only two ghosty ones... Go- actual ghost type ones are Decidueye and the Marowak. Mm-hmm. The others just look creepy. Um, <laughs> Malamar, which is that psychic dark squid. <laughs> yeah. And um, Noivern, the bat dragon. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish I, I about There was a time when I knew every Pokemon by its name. Um, 
There's a bit too many now. Not too many. Actually, I, I'm very oh, cool. pro... Yeah. I'm very pro the amount of Pokemon. Oh, yeah. I like that back in the day when you fought someone's Pokemon team, it was always Mewtwo, their starter, yeah. and Machamp or something. <laughs> and like, I quite like now that there's so much. I like that there's some Pokemon, but there's every single one is someone's favourite. Yeah. Um, And you, you don't you don't have to like everyone. No. It's just like the real world life of the world. You can't like everyone. Don't like horses. There, I said it. The truth is out. <laughs> I think a lot of people don't like horses. I don't... I was about to say I don't dislike them, but I just said I don't like horses, so they must... I find them confusing and pointless. <laughs> Even though they're probably the most useful animal in the history of human civilization, but I just, I'm just a bit scared of them. They're a bit too tall, they're a bit too flighty, a bit too dangerous. Um, that said, one of my favourite Pokemon of this gen is Mudbury, the little donkey. Thing. Oh yeah, that's cute. Uh, I love it. My favourite type's ground. There's, there's a ground ghost now, the Soundcastle. Yeah, I got one of those, but not on my team. I think my favourite ghost Pokemons... <laughs> I, I have a massive soft spot for Gengar, just because... It's a classic. He thick. <laughs> He's so... I, lo- I, I like Gengar, but I also like the personality they've given him in... Um, the 3D games and like mm. he's in uh, the Pokemon fighting game Pokemon, oh, yeah. and he has he in in that game when uh, the stats come up on the screen at the end of a match he looks at them and then tries to like uh-huh. lick them <laughs> um, and he does lots of really weird sort of things to the camera he kind of is very knowing of it um, but I also I also love Chandler yes That's a which is also in, also in Pokemon um, is it? Yeah. It'd be a ghost light. Yeah, it's a bit. That's quite a. That's quite an uh, off kilter choice for a fighting game. They are. There's actually very few fighting Pokemon in that game, and they are slightly weird, like Sukun, which I always used to pronounce Suicune. But the, oh yeah, is that big old, Yeah, oh, oh, I don't know. Suicun. 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 I don't know how you say it. Uh, Harmione. Sorry, there's music. There's sounds coming from a room behind us with Justin's oh. listening to something, but it sounds like voices in the walls. Oh my god. Um, so Coon's kind of gas. But yeah, there's Pokemon, There's ghost Pokemon which are like, a child wandered into the woods mm. and never came back. This Pokemon returned back to the home. But th- that's the weird thing about ghost Pokemon is that they're the only Pokemon that seems to hint that they used to be people. Yeah. And you'd store them on your computer. Yeah, and it's like you're using a Rotom which is part ghost as your Pokedex. Yeah. Who was that? It's like, who are you? <laughs> it's very unnerving. Pokemon is one of those franchises where... It's always had that dark, like, not in the kind of grim, dark, grungy, like, oh, all the characters of Winnie the Pooh are secretly oh, yeah, no. diseases. One, Like, just that kind of slightly creepy, dark undercurrent, like, in fairy tales, I guess, almost. Yeah, I mean, maybe one day we'll do this whole kind of creepypasta lavender town music thing. Um, The the creepiest theory of, like, the whole franchise I've heard is just the fact that uh, there was a big war. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, like, hints to that in the first Mm. game. And, like... But also in X and Y. Yeah. There's that weird plot I didn't really understand. And then there's a giant man with the flower fairy. I've waited. I've waited thousands of years for you. Um, Pokemon is just generally 
general, a bit unnerving mm. in lots of ways. And they, I think that every game has had like some area where there's been some weird ghost person. Oh yes, isn't there like like the ghost child? Yeah, who touches. Yeah, there's um, ghosts literally just exist in Pokemon. You had to get that special scope. Yeah, the silf silf scope to like see ghost Pokemon, mm. and there was just a whole tower of dead Pokemon. Mm. It is unnerving. (laughs) And then a few years later, they turned it into a radio station. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, and that's the story of the Poltergeist. Coming to you live from the X Pokemon Tower. Anyway, um, it is my turn to go first. And this is the third in the loosest trilogy of ghost stories known to uh, Christendom. (laughs) Um, This is... Yeah. So this is my attempt at the Ghost of Christmas Future, but it starts in 1889. (laughs) Uh, You do know the current year? 2018. That is our. That is the year. Yeah. That's not the future. If it's eighteen eighty nine. Don't at me. <laughs> um, no, it doesn't start there. Actually, this one goes in some. I think you probably would have heard of this. I think a lot of people might have heard of this. It is very short, so I've embellished. And so given... you've just made up half of that. No, I've given a lot of background information. Oh. Um, but it's just interesting, and it. it I'm. It, it genuinely does become a little bit upsetting. Oh. And, like, there might be some... I don't know what it could be. I'll find out. Say, I know when you know. But okay. if you don't, great. Don't say it. <laughs> Shut up. Because I, I start somewhere quite tenuously. Okay. I'm going to call this one... Uh... I can't think of a title that doesn't spoil it. But I don't know why I'm making it a big surprise. Um... I'm going to call it Hollywood Ghost. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, I'm going to call it a, um, a vision from the future, a Hollywood ghost story. Okay. American Horror Story. <sighs> right. I Yeah. Okay. Paul Byrne was a cinematic genius. Born in Germany in 1889, he began dating the blonde bombshell Jean Harlow, shocking thousands in Hollywood as he lagged behind when it came to looks. <laughs> but what he lacked in looks, though, he made up in personality. He earned a reputation as Hollywood's father confessor because of his sensitive and compassionate personality. A rarity in Tinseltown. <laughs> There's some major copy-pasting going on here. <laughs> I spent a lot of being like, what the fuck am I going to do for Ghost of Christmas Future? I can't do that. And I was like, oh, premonitions. And then I realised I'd already done one premonition with the elevator one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is also really short. Okay. Now, Paul Byrne was always a mystery of a man, which was when he... Is that uh, the name of the guy from Talking Heads? Paul Byrne. Hmm. Um, this is a, a Byrne of an E. Uh-huh. And also he was born in 1889. Well, yeah, I know it's not going to be the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he was a bit of a mystery man, which is... Uh, um, this is pointless. Okay, basically it's saying that he was a bit of a nightlife person. 
Um, so Hollywood was even more shocked when Paul Byrne announced his uh, marriage to Jean Harlow. Um, they didn't put much planning into their nuptials. In fact, Jean went in a dress, uh, went into a dress shop and bought a white dress off the rack. Um, and just, and they had a very quick marriage, but everything seemed very happy. Um, however, a few weeks into their marriage, Paul Byrne started to look distraught and almost haggard, haggard. And on September 5th, 1932, just four months after tying the knot to Jean Harlow, Byrne was shot to death in his home. <laughs> the butler found his body in the wife's bedroom. He was nude, drenched in his wife's favourite perfume, and lying in front of a full-length mirror. However, he had... Um, <laughs> the butler, instead of calling the police, called MGM. <laughs> prompting <I'm> very the, Hollywood. <laughs> prompting the studio to send over its own security staff. Two hours later... The Los Angeles police were notified, um, and they later found a suicide note on his dresser, which said, Dearest dear, unfortunately, this is the only way to make good the right of uh, the frightful wrong I have done to you and wipe out. Um, let me read this suicide note again. <laughs> <laughs> Dearest dear, unfortunately, this is the only way to make good the frightful wrong I have done to you and wipe out by abject humility. I love you, Paul. I think you were saying, I love you, comma, Paul, not just, yes. I love myself. Love um, and it said, beneath his signature, he added a postscript saying, you understand that last night was only a comedy. So, I don't think Paul Byrne was as great as the start of this copy-pasted thing <laughs> is suggesting. Um, but till his day, Paul Byrne has Death is considered a mystery, even though it sounds pretty, um, sounds pretty concrete to me. Armchair um, sure detectives, uh, we are. Okay, while MGM stand firm by the conviction, there are several bits of evidence that prove Byrne didn't kill himself, such as there were two empty glasses and a woman's wet bathing suit found near the swimming pool. I don't know why that means that what, what, he didn't that, kill himself. Like, it just means that Gene Harlow was having a swim at some point near the time he killed himself. Yeah, however... The mystery surrounding this episode is why it is said that he is still haunts his house. Harlow House, um, the place where he breathed his last breath. However, his first haunting appearance wasn't said to be a haunting, but a warning. Mm. This is when we cut to the future. Um, one of the people who moved into the Harlow House was... Uh, Jay Sabring, a stylist who had later become a premier, the premier men's hairstylist in Hollywood. And surprisingly, Jay was engaged to a woman. <laughs> um, then, then struggling actress Sharon Tate. Oh, okay. um, I know where we're going. I know where we're going. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's this is our special crossover. I didn't um, know the ghosty. Here we go. This is what I thought. I Mm. didn't know the ghosty side either. Mm. Sharon Tate was a rising star who uh, reigned during the 1960s after making a film debut in Eye of the Devil. Her popularity further rose when she married Roman Polanski. Boo. It's a very apt thing for... He belongs with a horror podcast. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's a very apt um, story for the year that was 2017 mm-hmm. um, to talk about such villains. Um, Google it. Um, <laughs> however, she ended... Uh, yeah, she ended the... Uh, what am I talking about? Oh, yeah, I've just got things, in, I've got things in a slightly weird order. Sharon was dating um, that hairstylist, but she broke it off to marry Rowan Polanski. Um, despite their breakup, the two, her and the hairstylist, became close friends. Hmm. Um, I did look into him to see if he took any more lady friends or if he became a bachelor. Mm. There wasn't much information. <laughs> Apparently, he's a footnote in the story of Sharon Tate, which is often a footnote of a different story. Mm. Um, one night, so they remained close friends and Sharon was invited to often stay in the house. This is all coming back to the house. Mm. Okay. The house. The house. One night in 1966, Sharon stayed at uh, the Harlow house on her own. Unable to sleep, she kept all the room's lights on. Telling the story to reporter Dick Kleiner, uh, in German, Klein means small. So oh, Dick's no. small. Uh, she... <laughs> I thought this is, you said Dick Kleiner. Um, she mentioned that uh, she was uncomfortable for no reason that she could tell. Uh, she felt funny and every little sound seemed to echo in the empty house. And su- suddenly, a creepy little man came into the bedroom. Roman Polanski. <laughs> Christ. She has a thing for creepy little men. Okay, um, he came into the bedroom, but he ignored her and continued searching around the room for something. When she got a glimpse of him closer, she saw that it was Paul Byrne, who had died. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't meant to be there. (laughs) He wasn't supposed to be there. And she said, um, excuse me, you're supposed to be dead. No, she was... um, That's very polite. He was wearing a bathrobe and walking around the room as if... It was a replay of events. Um, However, what happened next was even more chilling. She was terrified, so she fled the room and ran down the stairs, where she froze in shock. At the bottom of the stairs was a figure of a woman with her throat cut. Before she could work out who it was, the figure disappeared. She told as many people as she could about this and kept talking about it for many years and became convinced that it was actually herself, that she had seen a vision of her future. Um, Everyone told her that it was a bad dream and that's where my notes end. (laughs) No, I've got them somewhere. I've lost my notes, but (laughs) I think... A lot of us know what happens to Sharon Tate. A few years later, she became, uh, she was killed by the followers of Charles Manson, um, who we all hope is having a terrible time in hell. <laughs> yeah. Because he died last so. year. Um, and uh, she was pregnant when she was killed. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but uh, the thing that I kept reading was that just, she was obsessed with this vision and did talk about it for a lot of her life. Oh, so creepy. I can't remember the details about if they knew her or if they just chose a random Hollywood house. Mm, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it was like 
she actually was talking about this a lot and annoyed them or something. But, uh, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Oh, God. The ghost ghost of Christmas pudding. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I, I... I'm not. I think if we if we're doing the podcast next year, I'm gonna actually try and make some festive, ghosty, actual fun ghost stories. But that was just miserable. Mm. Oh, I have one as well. Well, yeah, that's. I the forgot I had. I, show. I forgot I had one. I just uh, got so into. I got so into that. It was like a crossover between yeah. my favorite murder. Yeah, I mean, mine isn't. I can't. I mean, it's not going like names. Or anything. It's more of a folklore kind of ghost story. But Mine it also have... isn't it wasn't like a story either. <laughs> <laughs> the like, Isabel and Emily one I did barely had any Google yeah. results, so like it's on a folklore thing, so it but so I don't know if it actually happened to anyone or not, but you know. Um and it's I try when you said you're doing a festive one. I kind of like panicked, so then I was like searching for like Christmas ghost, snow ghost, winter ghost. And how do you feel? Do you feel really festive and Christmassy after the murder of Sharon Tate story I just told? Quite frankly, no. No, it's not. I'm sorry for misleading you I so mean, much. My one sort of has a nice ending. Well, sort of. Do you know the reason I I told you to do a Christmas one? It's because I was going to tell you make one which is like past and one present and one future but then there's very few results when you search for premonition ghosts (laughs) and i was scared that you'd do the same one because i'd be like i'm gonna do the one about charles manson that sounds exciting um yeah anyway so this is a very short one um and it's mainly called the trapper's ghost once in labrador there is it it's in canada isn't it (laughs) yes labrador yeah that's a great is that why they're called Labradors? Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Well, call me... <laughs> I think so. Call That's me, what I would think. Call me Daniel and put me on a train. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. To Labrador. You learn something every day. Yeah. Once in Labrador, there roamed a fearsome trapper. He traversed the frozen tundra on his sleigh, pulled by eight pure white huskies. What is a trapper? Um, Like, the guys who, um, in northern America, in North America and Canada would, like, um, capture animals for their skins and sell them, trade them on. Because obviously that was an important commodity back in the day. Thank you, that was very informative. Um, there's, like, on Netflix, a TV a series called Frontier or something, and it has Jason Momoa, and I think he plays that kind of guy. Like, they go around on, like, their sleds, and they'll have, like, okay. furs imagine, on and stuff. I'll imagine Jason Momoa. Yeah. Tall and wrapped in many layers of animal skins, he posed an intimidating figure with a personality to match. The people in local towns didn't like him. He was cruel, but they tolerated him because of the quality of the skins he sold. He would arrive in town, sell his wares, then immediately drink the profits away in the tavern. If he wasn't being a drunk, he would be assaulting women, picking fights with locals and selling alcohol to the natives till the constable threw him out of town and him to repeat the behaviour somewhere else. It's unclear how he met his end. Some say he merely died of old age out in the wilds. But another story is that he was shot by an innkeeper for pursuing his wife. Pursuing. Um, Now, the cool trapper is atoning for his behaviour in the next life. 
Lost travellers out in the tundra have looked through the snow flurries to see an imposing man pulled by a sleigh of eight white huskies approaching, who, when followed, leads them to safety. One trapper caught in a raging blizzard with no shelter in sight had almost given up when the phantom emerged from the storm to help. Gently, he picked up the lost man and placed him down on his sleigh's rug and drove him to the nearest town. He carried him right to, into the inn, carefully set him on a chair, summoned the innkeep to look after him and then vanished right before their eyes. Hmm. So it's, it's a bit of a nicer one in the end. Yeah, that feels more Christmassy. It, yeah. Even it's just in the tundra. Except for the assaulting women part. Yeah. It seems really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That's a lot of stories. I, I almost cut that out of my one last week with the whole Emily and yeah. Oh, and he was kind of violent. It's a wonderful winter wonderland we've painted. To, to with start our words. your year. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, maybe next time we'll um, do some New Year ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> some drunk ghosts. <laughs> Just Jules Holland coming through. <laughs> coming on his, in his piano. Imagine him at the bottom of, like, Big, Big Ben. He'll come out of the gloom, but always walking backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody! <laughs> Are you ready to be haunted? <laughs> Jules Holland! Imagine Busted being one. Ghost the first, stage. That was the first band I could think of. Ghosts pop-punk past. Have you... Okay. On a horror list, I kind of want to watch Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Which is a terrible rom-com. Did you put that on there? Because I didn't. No, but it, I want to watch it because the concept I am I I've gathered is about a guy who has three dead ex-girlfriends. That sounds suspicious. But it's like a comedy, and they all visit him, and it's basically a remake of Christmas Carol. But with girlfriends. But with girlfriends. But I'm like, someone look into this guy. If he's got three dead, dead ex-girlfriends. Yeah. Yikes. Um, I think this is going to be a short one. Yeah. I don't have any emails because our listeners are beautiful Busy. angels. <laughs> Busy. Uh, well, they just haven't seen any ghosts in the main very truthful. But also we haven't actually, we, it, it, we did have a hiatus, so people weren't. People thought we were dead. Yeah. But unfortunately we're alive. We're not ghosts yet. We mm. tried. We tried we our best. We starved ourselves for three weeks, but. Still here. <laughs> we're waiting. Um. But thank you for listening. Our music is by Graham Waller of Glitter Wolf. Their album Spectrum is out now. If you like our theme music, then you'll definitely find a bop or two in there. They even do a cover version of the theme song to the cartoon Raccoons, which is great. I don't remember that theme song. I don't really remember watching Raccoons. I remember, is I remember that one the where the song. raccoons had the really floppy noses? The raccoons didn't, but their horrible floppy nose friends did they were legitimate raccoons oh um please send us your ghost stories so we can read them out or play them at thepoltercast at gmail.com or at thepoltercast on twitter yep make some spooky tweets um and we'll soon be back with our fun magic tour we're doing no yeah sorry we're doing we're going on a magic walking tour tour and we'll report back we're going to do another film club yeah we'll should we do another poll or just decide ourselves? What do you want to watch? I don't know. We could just do... Well, no, because if we do the poll again, then we'll have to what, do the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll do a marathon. Maybe we won't. Yeah. Okay. Maybe leave that off the poll if we do one. 
Yeah, no more silly answers. <laughs> but I think we should do that one. Yeah, we should do that in our own arrangement. I just think we'd be bored. Mm. Like, I've only, I've only seen the first one and I was a bit bored during it. Mm. So I imagine we'll try four of them. Yeah, Probably. I think for, like, the spin-off Mexican one I saw was alright. <laughs> cool. Like, well, I think it didn't get very good views, but it was more, like, interesting. And then I think there's, like, a Japanese spin-off. That's definitely going to be... I just always assume with Jap- um, Japanese spooky things are always creepier. Mm. But maybe they're not. Maybe they're stupid. Maybe they're both. Or all three. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Um, it's very commendable. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. We love you so much. Goodbye. Rest in peace.